You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening. Welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Hey, I'm John. I'm your host this evening, and we have a, a squad on pretty much. Hey, we have Chris. How you doing? Evening. Uh, I was expecting a different uh, response there. Yeah, but... we did that last week. <laughs> Aye. Did you, could have said, you could have said you were still invincible. Uh, but uh, we're also joined by John. How you doing? I'm just Andy, how are you? Aye. Oh, there we go, there's a predictable one last week. <laughs> Can he say that if we've no one? Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, well, still Andy regardless. Joined by Director of Scottish Football Forums and Scottish... Football Forums podcast. Craig, how you doing? Hello. Uh, this was a last minute thing, me coming on the podcast. and uh, I didn't mention earlier because I like to save the banter, but I put my, my headphones on and my microphone and joined the call. And I'm sitting here going, hello? Hello? You, you just couldn't hear me for some reason. Hadn't I plugged in my microphone. <laughs> so I'm sitting here Shocking. like a dafty speaking to myself. So I, I'm in uh, now. Craig, Craig so, joining us is about a last minute drama. Be a, be a scene. <laughs> well, there is that, and uh, he's joined as a as a neutral referee. Um, so it's uh, unusual for a Rangers fan to be a referee. Oh, I think that's uh, Unbiased, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I we'll start with some good news. Uh, we've decided who to give the charity bet money to. Uh, previous season, we've liked to give that ticket a children's charities where possible and um, we decided to do that again so we have chosen the Tartan Army children's charity uh, who do great things for kids not just in Scotland but they've done things abroad as well when they've been going to like some Lithuanian stuff like that I remember them giving parcels and stuff like that so that's the decision that we've made and they're getting £487 of 71 pence of McBookie's money so thank you McBookie Yes, well, thank you to McBookie, but also thanks to Chris. Uh, well, I don't know if you wanted everybody to know this, Chris, but uh, you won £50 in the predictor uh, last summer, and you opted to donate it to the charity pot. Oh. So th- thanks Wait, thanks from it... everybody, and sorry if you wouldn't want that to be public knowledge. No, that's all right. uh, uh, what that's... else was I going to do? Was I going to bet on it? <laughs> given how our bets went for most of this season it's probably safer just put it straight in the pot <laughs> yes. see to, to be fair actually when you became a regular again I think that's when the money started getting better uh, I think a, I, I don't, a massive think just the, the, the Mullen first goal scorer that, Mullen, Mullen yes. sorry, that put 100 quid in alone so. we went on a wee bit of a run to be honest uh, from March onwards Pretty consistent in uh, getting £40, £40, £50, £100, £27, £33. Yeah. Uh, I think I managed to sneak in a wee bit of a win in one of my few appearances, so I'm getting to claim some of the credit here. Oh, I definitely. Yeah, about, whole, about 10%. Somewhere. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good once again because that, that's been quite a few years now that we've obviously we've done the podcast and we've we've done the the donations to charity. Uh, I think we've we've donated to some good worthwhile charities and this one's good as well. I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that they try and donate to whichever country 
Scotland playing. Is that yeah, correct? Aye, Is yeah, that yeah definitely, yeah. Yeah. Aye, so it's good. So, in terms of football, we'll start off with the Premiership playoff. Uh, we'll say Hamilton against Dundee. First leg. Bit of controversy. Uh, any of you see it? I watched it and I was surprised at how good it was for being a first leg. I thought that there was there would be a wee bit of caginess. Uh, I suppose there was a wee bit of that, and maybe it was the the I'm going to say non-footballing things that that really appealed to me. But we'll come on to that at some point. But uh, do you want to start with the the controversial decision? Can do. I was, I was just going to say, I don't think it was much football. I don't think it was much quality in it. It was entertaining for probably all the wrong reasons. So we'll probably, yeah. Which controversial part are we going to talk about? Well, the the penalty incident's probably one of the, the biggest there. Uh, the, the two dives? The, the two dives, yeah. I think the first one, I think that uh, most people are agreed that that was a dive. Uh, I think that I'm was one. Simon Murray himself. So I think Simon Murray's reaction after that made him you know, made us all think, yeah, he's died. He's not even protested. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as uh, bad as uh, Moses in the FA Cup final. That was a pretty bad one. Uh, there was no touch at all. There was nothing. There was just, yeah. But uh, the first one, I think, seems to be pretty clear cut. And then it's the second one, which I don't know. Uh, I've got a, an opinion on it. I think Chris. Your opinion was absolutely spot on. I thought what you tweeted about it was fantastic. I think we spoke about this podcast before, actually. Yep, I think it's it's clear from the the replay that the the defender connects with his left leg, but the way he swings his right leg out uh, as if both legs have been sweeped from underneath him in a kind of Street Fighter style, uh, it's just embarrassing. And I think the, the referee was quite right to book him for the, the dive, the simulation, if you like. Uh, however, the, the foul was clear. So, yep, a penalty and a booking for me. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there was enough contact for the he made it out to be. Yep. So that that's mainly why I was claiming a dive at the time. But I, mean, I, I can't dispute that there is contact um, for technical shooting apparently. Uh, it's the way it's the way he's going to. I mean, if he's been... No kicked, no, just go down normally. But it's the theatrics that have come out like he's, yeah. no, as if he's diving into an Olympic swimming pool. It was just that's what's done it for him. Um, but you know, he was still able to play in the second leg because of the, the whole SFA disciplinary process, which was no, <coughs> so excuse my voice, but it was a bit weird that he, he was able to play in that game. But he might get a suspension next season when he goes to his new club. Yes, what's the point in having the the potential appeal hearing after the end of the season? Like, it's just nonsense. Surely you would set up a, a special meeting just in case you needed it. I suppose it depends on how you can turn these things around, because the game is Thursday night. Um, so you're really only talking Friday again. done. Obviously, the, all the action Saturday was the, the Scottish Cup final, and then you're back for the second leg on Sunday. If you yep. want to gather all yep. the evidence, you're going to want the match report for the referee, for one thing. Is he going to put that in? They won't put it on Thursday night. He'll put it, he won't put that until Friday, I would think. So I'm not sure how it works out. Well, well they couldn't do um, an appeal within four working days um, yeah. for Scott Brown to be suspended for no firm game. So one day for this incident, <laughs> yeah. there's no chance of that happening. Yeah. I'm just disappointed in the, the pundits that they all seem to focus 
on the was there a foul or not? And and rather than it's almost taking a lazy approach, just saying, "Oh, was it a penalty? Was it not a penalty?" Let's kind of expand that discussion, like like we've done uh, in terms of should it be a penalty and should there be a, a booking for simulation? But there was no focus on that. See, the second that they spotted that there was a connection on his left leg, they, they just seemed to ignore the fact his right leg swung away like that. It's one of these things that always annoys me. Yes, there is contact, but is there enough contact to do what you actually did? Well, no. Yep. Not, not any chance yep. of that. Though. So, I, mean, I, I mean, I was getting criticised for saying it's a dive because I'd probably done the reverse. I'd looked at it and went, well, he's clearly dived because those two mm-hmm. legs, there's no way that's been I've completely ignored the fact that there has been contact. So, I can't really criticise the, the, the pundits have been the opposite of that when I'm doing it myself. So, yeah, I think yeah. You, ha- you really have to look at it from all angles. And I was more looking at it from, well, what's the referee see? And maybe he's just said, realised it's going up and went, nah, it's a dive. Yeah, there's a lot made about him putting his uh, whistle to his mouth as well at the time, which is fair enough. You can mull things over for a few seconds and he decided that he, one second he was going to give the penalty and then he replayed it in his mind and he decided no, he wasn't. I'm not going to be critical of that moment, that's for sure. No, I'm more in favour of taking a few seconds. Yeah, exactly, and he did use his assistance. But the other big thing is, uh, where's the boy Kwai gone? Oh. Because Ray McKinnon didn't seem to know at the end of the game where he was. And he just decided to walk straight up down the tunnel. He probably walked towards the... Um, back, to his, um, back down south or something. You know, I, I, I can sorry, appreciate can't. getting annoyed about being subbed off when you think you've had a good game, but surely he didn't think he'd had a good game. He was awful. He was, yes. Uh, although I've got a bit of sympathy for him uh, with the way that... Was it Durren? Is that his name, the guy with the big uh, hair? Durren. Uh, the, the way he, that he was treating him, because he was giving him slaps around the side of the head. Now, he, if you're already wound up, mainly at yourself, you're not going to take too kindly to somebody giving you a slap in the ear, telling you to listen, shouting at you. And, uh, it's no wonder he got a night. But to react like that was then taking that a bit too far because he had a wee go at the fans as well as he was walking off. It was one of the most petulant reactions to a substitution I've ever seen. Yep. Know, and it wasn't just um, Dunning that had to go. I think Sean Dillon had to go during the game as well. You know, The boy just wasn't screwing in that. And McKinnon did the right thing, wanted to take him off. But um, his reaction was embarrassing. You know, I wouldn't expect that you know, on the school park, <laughs> let alone... Um, professionals, but a lot of professionals act worse than children. Yep. Yeah. And the Donati injury, I found that I found that quite humorous because uh, he went down in the box, and a lot of the United fans thought he was at it, and he was down, and he was uh, rubbing his, his the inside his thigh, his groin area, and then. He ended up getting up and a lot of the fans were shouting cheat, cheat, cheat at him. And <laughs> I found it funny because it was quite clear the way he was moving that he certainly wasn't cheating, he wasn't time-wasting, he was struggling big time. And yet he was told to stay on the pitch and, and try and run about and try and do something. But it was it was just embarrassing seeing him hobble about like that, unable to do anything. I could barely walk. It was... I know you want your players out there to get given their all, but when they're, when they're that gubbed, it's, what are you doing? <laughs> what good are yeah. you going to be? 
I always think if you're injured, like surely you can you can mark somebody, surely you can do something. But no, he was a liability because he just, <laughs> it was just, uh, I don't know why I'm laughing at him because it's uh, it's quite harsh because he was probably very uncomfortable at the time. But i just seen him hobble about. And then to make it worse, uh, Emery hurt his, his uh, ribs by his own keeper. And then he was looking in a pretty bad way. Uh, I'm sure that the, the physio seemed to be shouting at him almost as if to say, no, no, you can't play on. <laughs> but he did, he carried on and he ended up okay yeah, after he, going, yeah, playing he, in defence. He played the second leg all right, so he couldn't have been too badly injured. Yeah. yeah. I thought Hamilton was slightly the better team in that first leg and then giving the confidence getting into the second leg. Yeah, I think Hamilton were the better team in both legs, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, we, we talk about Simon Murray being able to play the second leg, but the, to me, the, the, the second leg amounted to Simon Murray. But making the wrong runs and taking the wrong option with shots and stuff. Just I don't think I, like um, so like he, he almost wasted some of the decent chances that Dundee United had. So kind of back. Yeah, well, his mind, his mind may have been elsewhere. I don't yeah. know if you've seen the picture of him in a hubs. Was that a top or a training top? Yeah, so that's one. So I see. I actually seen McBookie tweeting about it, going, "Ah, so that's why people were asking for uh, odds for him signing for Hibs because it came out of nowhere. Nobody had even heard any rumours about it." But then somebody said in the reply to that tweet that uh, it was last week. So I'm not. I'm not sure what to make of it. That's a bit weird. Yes, as as. But uh, I was speaking to a United fan and uh, like a somebody who puts in his all. Was, was the way he described them. Uh, I'm not sure if that was kind of a polite way of saying he's not very good, but he's a trier. Uh, I've not seen enough of him to comment, so I couldn't say. He scored 18 goals that season, which is not bad. <laughs> so you're back, John. Hi, I just thought I would let you chat. <laughs> thought you'd done a Kwatian, is there? No. <laughs> well, I never seen you like him, so I didn't want to comment on it, really. <laughs> Well, one thing, uh, I didn't see the second leg either, but that was Derek Ray's last game. Yeah, he'll be a miss. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see who they get in to replace him, but it's, uh, it's, it's a very well, it's difficult been announced. Uh, shoes to fill. Has, that been, has it been announced? It has, sorry, I'll, I'll go and find that. Is it, yeah, it, it Laurie? Uh, I'd, I'd be great if it was Laurie. We should get him for hearts. Laurie <laughs> <laughs> would be good because he's very enthusiastic I, I remember him celebrating a, a goal against Harps once when he was doing his commentary I like that in a, a commentary I like when you when you don't really know who they support like Derek he, he's there's no bias within him at all he'll, he'll quite openly talk about any team uh, he's never too negative about anybody he's always very positive about Scottish football but he's certainly one that uh, you don't hear anything bad said about him. Yeah, he is an, he is an Aberdeen man, but mm-hmm. as, as you say, Craig, he, that never comes across when he's commentating Aberdeen games. Yeah. You know, he's always positive um, about either team. Um, yes. I think he's a very good commentator, very good knowledge. Um, I just hope that they don't transfer Liam McLeod or Paul Mitchell for the BBC. That would be a oh. step down for BT. Yeah. That, that's Rory, Rory Hamilton. He's all right. That doesn't ring a bell, to be honest. The name does, but not the voice. He's done a um, a couple of games for Sky before when they've had two games in the one day. Right. Um, For the Scottish Cup and stuff. Um, Do you remember when Kilmarnock played Aberdeen a few months ago? He was a commentator in that game. 
Right, so I've googled Rory Hamilton, Rory Hamilton commentator, and the third thing in Google says today's guy commentator is a rabid Celtic fan. Follow, follow dot com. <laughs> oh, so you're happy then? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like if 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 it's a Rangers forum that's saying he's a Celtic fan, that could be in. We should get the guy off Rangers TV. I quite like him. Well, he's quite he's quite neutral. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's exactly who you need. Quite Even I can't listen to that, Chris. Oh, it's it's brutal. But I, the what I've said before, the in-house commentary. You, I don't mind that being biased to a certain level, but it gets ridiculous after a while. And what you're saying, I mean, Warry, he's obviously on, on Hearts TV. Uh, he is relatively neutral for an in-house uh, production. Yes. Yeah. Uh he was actually over in uh, watching Roma, watching Totti's last game. I seen that. Yeah. He also went to see the Pope or something. <laughs> he was disappointed that it was the Pope that came out and no, what, uh, Totti. So, <laughs> sort of. Aye. It was a good goal that went it for Hamilton, um, Boy Docherty. Was it a good goal or was it deflection beat the keeper though? Because I'm fairly sure it hit Will Flood. I think it was still going on target, but I don't know if that was enough to do it, keep on the wrong foot. i never seen any of the second leg, which is... Silly me because I enjoyed the first leg so much. See, I was actually at the football when they were the second leg. I was at the, the charity match at Celtic Park. So it, was, uh, it was good fun. I heard he so Lars has right? got a hat trick. Lars has got a hat trick, yeah. <laughs> what else is new there? Was it busy? It was full, yeah. Yeah. They've, they've, been, they've been bragging about the fact that it's the, the biggest attendance the season in Scottish football because obviously. A 60,000 seater stadium with no segregation because it's all Celtic fans. Mm-hmm. The, the regular like, season Celtic games have been have like, some segregation, so it's empty. But yeah, yeah. Ah, the, the stadium was full. It was great to see. How much was tickets? Uh, 12 quid a ticket. Oh, that's alright. Good value for money, good laughs. Seen the likes of. Uh, I think my favourite one was Darius Jekinovsky. Probably the only player uh, that, that signed before I took any interest in football. Well, I'd say any interest. I kind of knew that Polish mm-hmm. guys had signed for Celtic. That was, that was, was the highlight Lennon thrown up? I never noticed that at the time. It was only when I got home I realised he'd done that, but he did look like he was rather exhausted. I'm not surprised because he had a couple of lung-busting uh, runs during the game. Was he wasn't known for that as a player? No. So that would that, have been a culture shock. That's precisely <laughs> yes. why it was worth noting. Um, but uh, it was good fun. Like Chris Commons played a half for each side, and obviously all. Um, Bobo Baldi tackled him a few times. <laughs> that was entertaining. Um, I thought he was injured. Ah, yes. Who, Bobo Baldi? No, no, Commons, <laughs> I thought that's why he didn't feature in the last game of the season. I thought that he might have got a wee, kind of, a few minutes if he was even half fit. Yeah, it was, it was one of the, it's, it's trouble with back or season or something. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what he'll do next season. He says he's got options, so mm-hmm. uh, good luck to him. Uh, the, the other interesting thing was Scott Brown played about for each half, uh, each team as well. Having just played the, the cup final the day before, but yeah, you, you mean like you can see even Scott Brown having played a full game the day before, and clearly he's not been reserving himself for the, the international game that's coming. Up. He was still like ridiculously more fit than everybody else in the park, including Chris Commons. Um, yeah, but yeah, you mean like you look at it like the like you look at like Bobo Baldy who looks like he's he's kept himself fit and he can play at some level. It's just like, it's great to see them, but you know, their, their days are behind them. And, um, a few of them have, have put on the pounds. Happens uh, to the best of us. It does, aye. Uh, yeah. Was Harson able to play much at all? 
Um, he played a bat, aye. Um, not not with much patience enough, but I. Um, so I remember, was it the game where uh, a few years back where he just kicked off? Uh, so I think he was... kicked off and then he went off, and I, I wondered if he was told for medical reasons that he couldn't play. I'm not sure how how his his head injury is. Not injury, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know how much protection's there. Uh, well, no, I mean, I've never seen anything that made me think he couldn't play in that game. Uh, there was certainly mm-hmm. no. There was, nobody was exactly busting a gut, but other than winning. But, um, no, it was. It was we were there to have a bit of fun and they raised a lot of money. Everybody did have fun. Uh, there was a few celebrities having like, a bit of fun up. Um, Martin Compson, he looked like he was desperate to get a goal towards the end of the game. But I mean, as well as the the Larson hat trick, there was um, Petrov dinked the ball over Boric's head. That was over the little chap. Um, Commons got in the score sheet actually. Oh, Lubo, Lubo scored as well. Was that a free kick? No, it's sad or not. No, I mean, it, it was a it was a really tight angle he scored from. I'm not entirely sure how he got in, but uh, that was probably my favourite goal of the day. A Larson hat trick. Is that Rab Douglas in goals? Rab Douglas was in goal for the first half, and Magnus Edwards was in goal for the second half. And then just the like the pictures from the game. After Boric was in goal for the first half, and Barry John Corr was in goal for the second half. God. <laughs> mm. So uh, some of the some of the players were more famous than others. Yeah, there's a picture on the Daily Record website uh, Lennon being sick. If anyone's uh, uh, sick enough to want to see that, I, I, I swear he was he was in, he was impersonating his favourite member of One Direction. Because was that charity match a couple of years ago where was it Louis oh, Tomlinson? He had a, he had yeah, a, a similar problem Aye. after playing at Celtic Park. Aye. Looks like it's uh, kebabs that's coming out. <laughs> Somebody actually pointed out to me that um, Larson and I think he was it with the likes of Chris Sutton on Saturday night. So Larson might just got a hat trick with a hangover. <laughs> he must keep himself pretty fit if he can handle that. <laughs> uh, so it just shows everybody up, doesn't he? Yeah. Anyway, we should probably talk about the. The more up to date final, ones. yeah, the the showpiece final of the season, yeah. Well, Arsenal so, against Chelsea. Both both finals were A against C. <laughs> there you are. That, is that your stat for the podcast? Uh, uh, there we go. <laughs> Bye, uh, John and myself. We were both at the game. Met up before the game at the the pre-match party at the shed. You enjoy yourself? Yeah, the shed was brilliant. It was a it was a good gig there. Paul Harper was. Good as a DJ. And um, incidentally, just for your reference, Craig, they gave good pies. Oh, Are you I didn't uh, pies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. See, I had to pay for my pie at the charity match. I know we were getting free pies. That's a charity, though, Chris. Yeah, yeah, big Scrooge. <laughs> I'm not sure the pies were It's all right. Aye, yeah, you're right. But, but it's all right if it's free, if it's coming out of corporate pocket. That's, that's fine. I was take it, it you were doing mince pies, steak pies, mince pies, mince pies. Aye. Aye. I take it you're doing a fair bit of sinning, John. Fair bit of what? Sinning. Yeah. Your voice. <laughs> My voice is yeah. bad. Maybe Saturday night, but it's kind of calm down now. But yeah, means it's still the the same since Saturday, since uh, but it's five o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was. It was. It, the the fans could not back the team anymore on Saturday. It was. Um, the, the Aberdeen fans were just tremendous, and right from right up to the very end, they just kept going, and yeah, just wasn't to be. Aye, that was huge. I think obviously it helped. The pre-match party at the shed helped a fair bit. Yeah, uh, we did have a special guest, 
uh, Aberdeen legend Neil Simpson was there as well. So he got us sitting uh, a fair bit as well. Got to meet him, picture taken with him, so that was pretty cool. Getting a picture taken with uh, someone that's won a European medal and many other orders. Um, did you get your picture taken with me as well? No, I didn't get that privilege. Anyway. You didn't invite me up at that point, John. <laughs> as if you're saving I, that for yourself. I had messaged you to say to come up, but you, know, you, were, you were elsewhere. <laughs> no comment. So who's it who's all brave to get your, your TIFO into the stadium? Because ours was not allowed in. Oh, well, it was Friday. Ah, it, was all, it was all set up on Friday. Apparently Green Brigade weren't allowed in on Friday to do theirs. It's maybe maybe they thought they were going to put up something dodgy or something. I don't know. Ah, they're always up to nonsense, aren't they? Ah, <laughs> did you see the for the week before? The Lisbon Lions one, the full stadium. That was brilliant. But I was quite surprised. I didn't know that they'd been told they couldn't have one. Ah, they uh, until until after the game when I heard folks say, "I, how come you tried the display?" Because they did when it all done. I was like, "Oh, didn't you know." Because so there something a few years back where they said that they had to have three stewards per flag. Or something, and that was one of the reasons why they weren't allowed big banners at Hamden. Some have, nonsense like that. How do you have three per flag when the entire section was everybody waving flags? Because that's what I quite liked about the Aberdeen one was like, obviously they had the, the, the stand free in the middle, but then either were they stars or were they supposed to be Scottish Cup? I couldn't figure that out. They, looked, they were real, really weirdly shaped stars, but round the stars was obviously the, the flags waving, which looked quite impressive. Aye, it's pretty good. Yeah. There was a guy that walked from Aberdeen down to um, the game, you know, to raise mo- to help raise money for future displays as well. He walked. He walked from Aberdeen to Hamden. Wait, could you, could in fact, you... he stopped in at the shed as well. Did, did he not get to join him with the, the bike ride for there? You know how it would keep you on the shed of your cycle. Oh, dear, anyway. <laughs> Are we rallying behind that one? Aye. Oh. I like that, Chris. I like that. You're right. It's the end of our cycle. Just, just well, a chain reaction. Right, I'll stop now. Pedro can see it. It's certainly going to be a long summer anyway for us. Uh, be, the, the build up to the final in terms of speculation. Actually, it's like half the players are getting lumped when we was away. And your manager, uh, and then, as we as we said last podcast last week, we said that oh. aye, but as soon as we said that, Sunderland one thing came up. So ah, but about Thursday or something, like that, he was linked, and he was. I think he jumped up to favourite at one point. Aye, so he's been looking for a move away, obviously. Um, well, Ash Taylor's going. I think Shinny, before we start to say that people are interested in him. Johnny Hayes now, Celtic in yeah, for him. McGinn's uh, uh, away. He, he, yeah. He's not confirmed, obviously, as well yet, but by all accounts, I him and Taylor are away. Jack's obviously going. We've got a, a whole new team that season. Yeah. The, jo- the, Johnny, the Johnny Hayes one was linked because Brendan Rodgers was embracing him at the end of the game, consoling Hayes because he was obviously distraught at losing the game. And they've put two in, and the papers have thought, right, we need a story, how to unsettle Aberdeen. Oh, look, we'll link Celtic with Johnny Hayes because they saw a cuddle. And then they're going to link him with next. <laughs> But I think the, the problem I've got with the Johnny Hayes thing is you, you would be signing him because he's one of those players that does something against us because he does pop up with a stunning goal every so often. Obviously, yeah, any, the, the Fraser Foster one, then run there and then the one at Pitodri a couple of weeks ago and obviously the cup final as well um, but you're right where did you fit into the team 
why would we? But the, the the rumor appears to be that Christie's going to make the is it Aberdeen permanent. So why would we give up Christie, who's much younger than Johnny Hayes, and bring in Johnny Hayes? I don't get different player, completely different player. Depends how you use him. I bet you use two wingers. Well, you Christie can play in the wing, but then Hayes can play in the middle. So like kind of Hayes is a winger who can play in the middle, but Christie's probably on the middle who can play in the wing. I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't see that as a good move. Well, I don't, I, with I, the money I, I that Celtic, I hope it doesn't happen. Like, I hope so, but it doesn't happen. But you could see why it would, it could happen. I think Celtic have got the money; they could um, splash it a few quid more than just going for um, Johnny Hayes. I mean, obviously, I want us to keep Johnny Hayes anyway. I just don't think no Celtic are going for him. Let's hope not. No. Yeah, I think the focus interest... will be uh, be Europe, and I, think I don't think he's. I think he's the type of player that they would be buying if they're, they're eyeing the Champions League group stages and beyond. I think he would do a job, more than a job in the in the league. But that's that's not the Rodgers is linked for the next level now. He's squished the league this season. He's squished the, the domestic cups. So if he's linked the group stages and beyond, and I'm assuming that when he said that there was uh, seven, was it seven goals and. Uh, one of them was missed. I'm assuming that that was relating to Europe, as as we discussed offline. Uh, you're going to have to buy better players than that. Yeah, apparently, it was uh, the Petrofact Training Cup. It was just about even won that. Well, there's no many teams that have won the lot. <laughs> Chris ticked off every box. I thought he was there, wasn't uh, it? Going back to the game anyway, <laughs> uh, everyone was wondering how Aberdeen would approach the game. Tactics pretty much spot on. Yep. Certainly the first half, the way that Aberdeen pressed Celtic, made Celtic go long, was terrific. Obviously, we get the goal, went ahead, which was one of the things that would give us a chance of maybe winning. Uh, <laughs> and the SFA but, managed to catch uh, whoever the photographer was working on behalf of William Hill and the SFA caught a picture of uh, me celebrating or being hugged by some random behind me and my mate. <laughs> I have still no film myself. I've still no film myself, so it's a, uh, it's a weird it's fan pick that thing because obviously yeah. they've got pictures of Aberdeen fans celebrating, they've got pictures of Celtic fans celebrating, and it's like as if it's all taken at one time. Clearly, wasn't it? Um, and then what, I think the scoreboard says it's two one. Yeah, so, it does. I and and Rodrigue's still on the bench. <laughs> I well, I started stayed uh, the case, but certainly I the things that. Did he help? I went ahead, but then obviously Armstrong equalises just a couple of minutes after. Yeah, I think always, that, that, well, I say that the, teams was, are vulnerable after you go ahead. Yeah, there was uh, probably two major things that went against, or like three major things that went against you in, in the game. The first was um, having taken the lead, you then lost it so quickly thereafter. Um, the second one was probably the the chance in the second half where you robbed McGregor. Yes, definitely. And the third is that stupid sub when you brought O'Connor on. Aye, well, I was that. I also think as well that I know I thought Stockland was doing all right uh, in terms of causing problems. Um, Michael Stewart made a good point about that. You know, he is clumsy. I don't tell he's clumsy. Right, well, will we talk about the, the, the Stockland thing now? Because um, I, I have, have two problems with us. One, it was a free kick up the park about 10 seconds before it for the shovel on Griffiths. Yes. Which was pretty obvious to me. Um, had the referee given that, we'd never got up to the point where uh, Kearney got caught with the elbow. And I'm going to say caught with the elbow because there's lots of people saying he meant it. 
I don't know. I don't know if he meant it or not. The problem I've got with it is the referee, linesman and fourth official never gave in. It was a throw into Aberdeen. How did they all manage to miss it? It should be a free kick and probably a booking in my book. I'll give an, an honest assessment on this. Um, Stockley is without doubt a clumsy player and he's always a red card waiting to happen with the way he you know, throws his elbows about. All three sends off his head this season have been for the same thing and yeah. they've all been merited to yellow cards or the merited straight red one as he got against Hearts. This one, I don't think he realises that Tierney is there. I think he's just turned like, to go chase the ball when it's flung over his head. Not realise Tierney's there to come. However, what I will say in Celtic fans' defence is, if it is an accident, why why is Stockley not going to make sure that Tierney is okay? Yeah. I can see where Celtic fans are coming from from that angle. I personally think he hasn't meant it. He's not realised he's there and caught him as he's turned. But, I, I think you know, it's somewhere it, between. I I think he knew Tierney was there and he went to kind of shield him off and just caught him in a, an unfortunate way. I don't, know. I don't His elbow wasn't perfect. No, his that's elbow it. The elbow wasn't out. It was, it was, it was kind of more down. Than, and if you look at most of the things that he does get sent off for, I don't think anything's ever been malicious. I do think he just... The way he jumps... Or he didn't even jump there, but he doesn't... He, I don't know. To, it's maybe not the it. Well, see, to me, it should have been a free it, kick to Celtic and probably a booking for Stockley. Because, I mean, he mm-hmm. was booked at Ibrox, what, what, 10 days before? Twice for doing that. Aye, I see when he came on, uh, he was almost every long ball, he was up to something. And uh, as a, a Rangers fan, as an opposition fan, you, you're screaming and shouting uh, what's clearly, well, I say clearly, but as a fan looking from the stands, it was clearly a foul. And you're looking at him, his arms are flailing, and you're you're thinking to yourself, right, that's a sending off. That's as a fan from the the crowd. So, I could under, totally understand when uh, he came on, uh, when he was playing, and he did this to to Tierney because that just seems to be what he does. And yeah. to be honest, at Ibrox, I know he got sent off, but that's sometimes what you want. You sometimes want somebody physical who kind of he works on uh, the fringes. Of legality, if you want to use such a strong word, yeah. uh, and he <coughs> people. Uh, he, he does a job. In this instance, I think I, I don't think he meant to to help him to hurt him. I, I didn't see a jab myself. I, I did see an arm turn round. He obviously was turning round to follow the ball, but he, he, he certainly turned round with some ferocity. I don't know. See if Tierney wasn't injured to the extent. He was. I don't think many people would be watching the replays and screaming Aye. for a red card. It looks worse because of the blood, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think if it was me, I, I think a free kick, certainly, Chris, uh, the fact that uh, they all seem to miss it. So a free kick for definite uh, and p- probably a yellow. Although I don't think I would complain too much if that was a red card. Yeah, I think a yellow would have been fair. Um, yeah. Another thing that's just crossed my mind why he's maybe not going over to check if he's okay. He's maybe thinking in his head, if he does that, it's maybe admission of guilt and the referee does something. I'm not, standing up, I'm not standing up for him at all. Um, but Because he should have made sure, you know, if he has caught him, you know, first instance, it should be, you're right. But, no, doesn't well, always work that yeah. in football, of course. <laughs> I think he could, have, he could have been employing the tactic that I see Scott Brown use. He'll foul somebody. And then run away as if nothing's happened. And then he'll he'll go into a mode like trying to dictate uh, where players should be standing and, and act as if it never happened. 
And I notice that he seems to get away with things quite a lot in terms of cards. So maybe it's just a tactic. Yeah, that's one thing I will. The only thing I will criticise the referee for on Saturday because he did have a good game, Bobby Madden, um, and there wasn't it wasn't a dirty game. But Scott Brown must have made five or six fouls in the game. Doesn't get booked. Ash Taylor pulls one Celtic player back and he's booked. There was one. I'm not saying Ash Taylor isn't a booking, but. Brown is persistent fellow and gets away with it. Yeah, the the, the one in particular with Brown, where it, I think it was Shinny called. Uh, it was a cynical one to make sure Shinny never broke out of park, and it came about five minutes after the Ash Taylor booking. Uh, that one should have been a booking. I don't think, I, I don't, I don't actually think it was that malicious a game. I, I don't think there was anything in like, any of the Scotland ones are talking about or anybody else other than maybe the the, the debate around the Stockley thing. Other than that, I thought it was quite a fair game. It was, yeah. And even though we lost, I think it was a cracking cup final. Um, you know, I think we had the better in the first half. Um, I did yeah. mention uh, on my blog as well, which you can read on the, the forum and on Twitter, um, I thought we had the better in the first half. I, th- um, I think there's two things probably went for you in the first mm-hmm. half, is the fact that we couldn't defend set pieces, obviously scoring for the corner because mm-hmm. Griffiths was asleep and no chasing Hayes. But uh, the other yeah. kind of uh, set pieces as well were all looked pretty dangerous. And the second thing was yeah. because Tierney had to go off and we never had a natural left back, it moved Cal McGregor to midfield. Now, McGregor's been brilliant in midfield the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So that was a blow. Him having to go to left-back where he's not a natural meant mm-hmm. there was always potential for trouble there. And to be fair, he only got caught once. Now, it was, it should have been he always finished. wasn't playing as a left-back. Yeah. That's when they changed. He was more playing almost like a, an in, kind of inside left, a wing-half or something like that. But left was it wide as what Tierney would be? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Tierney plays a bit further wide. But uh, yeah. no, I think full backs just play at the park. It's just the way he plays this. Yeah, I think we pressed you like mo- not many other teams have done this season. Yeah. You know, there was times where Constantine's in the 18 yard box and because he's been following Roberts and things like that. But the problem was that we just couldn't do it for 90 minutes. Yeah. You know, we got I- to 60, 65, and you know, we were just done um, come the final, um, come the last couple of minutes. I mean, Projects gets through far too easily. He might not get through that easily ten minutes previously, but Considine was done by that point, unfortunately. I, th- I think that's well, what should have just taken him out. Yeah, he was the freshest player in the park at that point. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, the, the, the thing with, like, obviously, the, the tactic in the last 20 minutes seemed to be you were looking at it on the break with Rooney's fresh legs, but it never got to him. It was a problem. It, was, it always seemed to go to somebody else who looked absolutely knackered. Um, I could. They were too deep. Okay. I think I think the sub encouraged that as well because you took off like a midfielder and basically put another defender on. Um, yeah, the better option would have been to put on Paula or Wright, yeah. who would have given us a bit more energy. Right, so right. There wasn't there was ball because I think Hayes had put a lot into the game. Uh, so you, yeah. you can't just have Hayes as an option. And McLean, Hayes was knackered even when he was breaking for that chance when McGregor made the mistake. Right. And McLean's wasted out wide, which is where McLean ended up having to play. And then Rooney yeah. isn't going to get in your faces as much as Stockley and occupy the defenders as much. Say goal scorer, anything like that, but it's kind of work off the ball, maybe not so, quite so good. But I think I, that's why Michael Stewart made the point that maybe we should have started with Rooney and then put Stockland later. Um, possible, but would, would we've got in the position where we had it been the other way around? We don't know. Um, but we, I think the tactics were spot on for 60 65 minutes, but that substitution, a corner going on, I would have put like polite right on from again. I think the reason why he's done that is because he realised that Jack, who was outstanding, by the way, and uh, Shinny were Apart from the fact, almost apart from done the first goal. For Ryan Jack, he did give the he did cost of a score. Would I said? I, I disagree. I think that's Shea Logan not getting out quick enough. Nowhere near quick enough. 
Yeah, when um, the ball broke to Armstrong, there was just nobody. They rushed out, yeah. they stood there on the 18 yard line, just waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Aye, but the ball went to Armstrong because Jack broke out of position. Possibly, but then he's looking to intercept the, the pass at the same time as well. I mean, I think the bigger blame for that goal goes to Logan personally. Um, but I thought. I thought Ash Taylor, who's much maligned and is a bit of a bomb scare, was one of our best players. I thought he was outstanding. It's hard to be critical, I haven't any, any Aberdeen player, because I thought what you yeah. said, the, the taxi was for like two thirds of the game, spot on. It was just, you just ran it buff. Yeah. It I think maybe been a different game had, it, had McLean yeah. had, um, got scored his chance. Unfortunately, I think it is McLean too early, but to be fair to Johnny Hayes, he says he rose that pass. And the way he played it, and that's honest enough for John Hayes because it is behind him. But I think McLean at the same time is maybe too eager. Maybe Hayes had too much time, and that was the problem. Possibly. I, I, I think it was the the run by McLean that was def- at fault there. He didn't need to get so close. He could have just held back, and the chance was still as good as it was uh, yeah. if he got as close as he did. Maybe a bit of both. I don't think we'd put blame either place. And, and, and from my perspective, watching on, oh, there was a Sinclair chance right at the end of the first half where we put it over the bar. And having just witnessed what, how, how the game had played it in the first sort of half, and then not to take that chance, I was kind of worried at that. Um, but I think I stopped worrying as much when you missed that chance because I thought, oh, well, maybe it's no your day after all. Aye. That's the feeling that we got in the stands. You know, my, my first instinct well, that's going to bite us. And obviously, it proved to be the case. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there was still we, we still had chances. I think Sinclair had an R chance after that. Uh, there was a free header for. Aye, when the ball went under the bye. There was one that Griffiths had one. Aye, there was one at Worcester got a, a ball at the back post and somehow headed it backwards. <laughs> I think it was under it somehow. Uh, aye, aye. But, but the other clear one was when Roberts hit the post. Now that's a fantastic save. It should be, I, don't, I don't know if you guys would have seen it, but what I say for us, it's just it's just enough to tap it onto the post and put it out. It just showed what a good player he is, that he's able to to build that space pretty much from nothing. Yeah. Uh, just the the way he moved it, it was it was almost as if you could you could write it down beforehand and still not defend that move. Yeah, uh, but even after all that, we weren't far off taking it to extra time. Yeah. Taylor knocked down really was then she's away. Another day does connect and we've got the equaliser but it just wasn't to be it was almost as if it was just written you know, for Celtic in the 50th year of the Lisbon Lions that they completed this yeah. treble and invincible season Yeah, it's, it's one of these things that like, because I mean I was it got into like, it was 92nd minute I think Roger scored and I was already yeah. at that point I think this has gone extra time um, I still fancied us in extra time uh, given the way that the, the last sort of 10, 15, 20 minutes had gone but uh, for Roger to score that goal, I don't think I've jumped that high when Celtic have scored since Larson scored against Bo Vista. <laughs> I ended up putting money on Celtic. Uh, I put 10 pence on with 10 minutes to go. <laughs> and I won some like 38 pence profit. Yes. <laughs> Not a bad profit. Aye. Did you cheer That's Roger how you Did you cheer? No, no, I didn't. Although... Uh, because obviously, well, no, not obviously, maybe, but I, I was, I was supporting Aberdeen for the for the game. Uh, however, see when it got to about ten minutes to go, I just thought it's inevitable. There's no point in Aberdeen even taking it to extra time because they're going to get more tired or tired. Uh, so yeah, so it was just it's, it was a matter of time. 
for me for, for Celtic. You remember, you remember the cup final in it was 2002? Loving Grant scored in the last minute against Celtic. I remember being slightly relieved by the fact he'd done that. For exactly the same reason, because I figured we were out on our feet that day, and I figured yeah. it was the time when they got humped. Well, there was a cup final in 82, um, Rangers Aberdeen. It was 1 1 after 90 minutes, but Rangers le- legs ran out then, and Aberdeen won 4 1. I think that scenario could have happened had it been extra time this year. So, in some, in, obviously, I would have rather had extra time, but had it happened, it's maybe a little bit relieving that we weren't in the end of 4 or 5 1 or whatever it might have been, but. Still, still a tough one to take, but you know you've got to respect the fact that we were up against a good Celtic side who've come on leaps and bounds under Brendan Rodgers and the improvement they've oh, done. So. A side that will go down in history, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I so I watched the the final whistle and then I switched over to uh, the Beechgrove Garden. <laughs> it was on BBC Two. I watched I watched a bit of that. That was quite interesting. There was uh, a couple had uh, seven hundred tons of topsoil delivered to their one acre garden. <laughs> Uh, which is it's almost unbelievable. Uh, I, they've got an open day coming up as well. If anyone's interested, <laughs> you get uh, tea and coffee arranged. So uh, I was watching that rather than watch Scott Brown lift the trophy because I don't think I could have handled that. But then I switched it back and got the, the post-trophy coverage and I was actually quite pleased. Not that I, I don't want to see Celtic celebrating, but I was quite pleased that there was uh, a a television uh, channel that was taken that seriously. There was the FA Cup was about to kick off and the BBC had that as well. Yet they decided to stay with the celebrations. I thought that was showed quite a lot of respect to Scottish football where if that was Sky Sports, they would have flicked, a, flicked over the second that Scott Brown had lifted the trophy. Yeah, I mean, I praised them for that as well. It literally took it as far as they could because what, yep. the ball was in the centre spot when they switched into Wembley. Uh, the kick-off just like a couple of seconds later. Yeah, full credit to the BBC for that. I think my favourite bit of the celebrations was when Tierney turned up again. Because <laughs> oh, he, he, he went to hospital <laughs> to get his, his jaw checked out and stuff. Um, and apparently... I, apparently he ran through he, the Aberdeen fans to get back yeah, in. He tried training. to get through in a car, but then the police said you can't because there's too many fans here. So uh, he had to go on foot. I, I imagined them a wee bit like uh, Batman and Robin in the the very first <laughs> Batman film where they're running through the streets. Uh, but he's, Sorry, he's I'm punk. the only films and horses sketch when you mention Batman and Robin <laughs> running through the streets. <laughs> or like a wrestler that's like that's been like knocked out the Royal Rumble and then come back later on to join in. Aye, aye. Or, or, or uh, hey, when he came back to the this. Uh, to the stadium, he was like a a fifty year old wrestler that should maybe stop wrestling because he's been he's been slammed a bit too often, too many times over the years. He, he almost he was almost drunk. I think he was uh, he from the, a few painkillers, pain the concussion. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, credit to him. Uh, it was it was good to see him back. Uh, it'd have been a shame had he missed out on the the, the celebrations given the season he's had this season. He's been he, as a Celtic fan, it's great to see a Celtic fan out there. Uh, playing uh, playing so well, um, and he's. I mean, the, the celebrations last week at Celtic Park when he was joining in with the the state to see. So, but it was it was disappointing when he went off. And again, that maybe going back to what we were saying earlier about the the reaction, the whole Stockley thing. It's the fact they done it to Tierney. So like, he's your man. He's us out there. There's no like any other player, you know. Uh, so there's maybe that as well. But aye, it's, it was good to see him back. And I think um, the only person that was glad to see him back more than I was was probably Patrick Roberts. Is the bromance? <laughs> that's just the up to the last 
Because yeah. I mean, he'd went up with, with a teardrop on <laughs> to collect the trophy. When he made sure he was part of it, we realised he was going to make it back in time. And I think Roberts was being interviewed by the telly when Tierney was back up with the trophy. He yeah, he was, and he, he stopped, and I... Yeah. Stopped and turned around and smiled because he heard the yeah. cheer. <laughs> yeah. Aye, and Tierney said that he's available. Or, or to, le- to leave it uh, to last minute uh, for the, the Scotland game. Yeah. Which I That's think's bold. If he's if he has broken his jaw, uh, I'm sure that the doctors are going to be very wary about him going into a game. Yeah, so I, soon. I, if it's, if He'll maybe wear one of the masks. I can't I can't see him playing. I don't know how a, a mask. I don't know if you get a mask that protects your jaw because the ones they they would all protect your nose, your cheeks, but your jaw. I don't know how you would get that solid enough. You don't like Hannibal Lecter or Bane or something. <laughs> so I was just thinking, I Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> because well, in the nasty world of professional football, I know that if I was the opposition, I would be saying, by the way, he's got a broken jaw. <laughs> Send Stockley on for ten minutes. Target him, wouldn't you? Do you want a couple of stats for the final? Well, we've already heard a stat earlier, Chris. I remember John's one. Aye. Aye, but give us more stats, aye. Right. So, Rodgick's the first player to score in both domestic cup finals since Chris Boyd in 2008. And Boyd scored twice in each of them. Um, the, the Chris what, Boyd, the best striker Scottish football's ever seen, I think you'll find. Did he score a hat trick in a charity game last weekend? I don't think so. <laughs> too busy washing his hair this will be Ian Crocker's favourite start it's the first time since 2004 that the team scoring first hasn't won the cup uh, that 2004 well, I like that against Celtic so if anybody was going to break that start of course it would be Celtic um, and in terms of this entire season only six teams have managed to lead against Celtic Kilmarnock, Mullerwell, Rangers St Johnson, St Murren and Aberdeen and not one of them won that game they all lost. They never even drew it. Uh, out of those six, Rangers are the only one to get anything, and it was a different game. Aye. Hmm. Aye. I think we all I'm just need to accept that Celtic were good. <laughs> At least the season is over, and hopefully you can lose a game that season. I'm gutted the season's over. I, I, that, honestly, it's the one disappointment this season now is it's finished. Uh, you're gutted the season's over. I want the transfer window to close tomorrow. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> I'm gutted that I wanted Aberdeen to win. Imagine how I feel. Well, it's just like 92 yeah. 93 again, isn't it? Aberdeen, second in the world. Yeah. Aye, it's got a, a difficult one because we have had a fantastic season. It's just that we've come against one of the best sides domestically ever. So. Mm. I mean, because like, that's, that's the argument are they the best side domestically? Because I know people are comparing them against the, the Mario Neal team that won the treble. Obviously, they lost games, but. The, the other comparison I've seen is the 92 and 93 Rangers team, uh, obviously beating uh, Aberdeen in the, both of those cups as well. Uh, but that team played a 44 game season, so it's kind of hard to tell how that compares because they lost four of those games, including a 3 0 gubbin by Partick Thistle. Um, I think they lost to Celtic that season as well. But the, the the more impressive thing for that Rangers team is the fact they were unbeaten in Europe that season. Mm-hmm. It was uh, yeah. the first season in the Champions League where they went. One, two, and drew four. I think it was. Yeah, when the Champions League was only Champions. Yeah, ah, those halcyon days. Eight, eight teams. Aye. Aye, I think football is so different from uh, from back in the day, and I think that the older the older generation seem to look back and they look through rose tinted specs at how good teams were back then. So I think it's very difficult to to put a label on who's who's the best the best ever. But I think certainly uh, 
the, the treble alone is going to go down in history. The Invincibles, we still talk about the, the Arsenal mm-hmm. Invincibles. So unless it happens anytime soon, I'm sure we'll be talking about this group of players for, for many a year. I mean, I mean even the, the Invincible tag, because obviously it's the third time it's happened in the league, um, but the 1897, 80, 80, 98 and 1899 teams, the, the Celtic team and then the Rangers team, I think the Celtic team lost in the Scottish Cup in like, the second round or something, and Rangers lost the final the following season, so neither of them were able to be unbeaten in all domestic competitions. But so Celtic being the, the third unbeaten league team of the, across all domestic competitions. Because yeah. it, it doesn't matter how good you are, it's still very, very difficult to do what Celtic have done. Because even on an off day, they, they would still manage to pull through the games like against Motherwell, for example. Yeah. Uh, they, they found something in them. Uh, even the, the last few games of the season, when their eye would have been off the ball, uh, whether they would admit to it or not, when it was all sealed when they were still going for the treble, when they had the eye on that final, they wouldn't have been putting in 100% whether they admit or not. Mm-hmm. But they still managed to get results emphatically in many an occasion. Yeah, I mean, squad depth, squad depth as well. There's Rodic off the bench going to winner. Like, there's many teams that could leave Rodic on the bench. Yeah, I mean, yes. Dembele was an unused sub. <laughs> I know he'd been yeah, injured yeah. the last few weeks, but uh, that was... Uh... He's talking about guys as well. Kind of yeah, he's talking about guys that weren't even in the squad. I mean, look, they sent Ryan Christian Moore and they've got Liam Henderson who would walk into most teams. Um, Gary McKay, Stephen. These are guys that aren't even in the Celtic squad. Commons is an arm that would walk into most teams. That's the problem that other teams are up against, but that's not Celtic's problem. They can only beat what's in front of them. And, you know, as I said last week, to go through a full campaign undefeated, you know, it doesn't matter about the level of competition you're up against, you've still got to beat that and they've done well to remain undefeated against a lot of them, so well done If only the, the Lincoln Red Bulls were Scottish, yeah <laughs> that, that, that game seems so long ago now No <laughs> Obviously, that's Celtic we're beating this season Lincoln Red Dumps um, Beersheva beat us in the, the second leg but not enough uh, Barcelona beat us home and away uh, and the group stages so the mighty Manchester City from the best league in the world couldn't do it so don't feel, don't, don't, don't feel bad Scottish teams if ba- even Man City couldn't yeah. beat us so it's just a, it's just the way things are <laughs> but next season it'll all be it'll be sorted next season we all start again from zero anything can happen mm-hmm. aye we should probably move on uh, just because of time constraints oh yes yep uh, if I'm going to talk about the likes of the managers that have left today. So, Richie Foran has parted company with Inverness. That's not a surprise, And Neil McCann has uh, returned to Sky after the short stint at Dundee. Yeah, I wonder if Neil McCann's just taken that as a, a job done. He can chalk yeah. that down as a success uh, and then pick and choose his next move. Almost, almost retiring undefeated. Uh, however, Apart from it wasn't that. Twice in the last two games, eh? Yeah, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Like he's, he's he's done what he was there to do. I think he's looked at these last two games, especially the Hamilton game, and thought, "No, I can't. Um, I can't do this for a full season. The two wins that they got at the start was enough. Um, if they, I think, if they'd won three or four of those five games, he might have thought that there's something to work on. But he's obviously thought, no." Um, I'll happily go back in Sky and just shout my mouth off about other players. 
Uh, see, we've all washed it in this one then. Might give him a taste for a different job though. If another mm. job comes along. Maybe a fancy another less job. <laughs> I can take Andy Walker with him. I wouldn't, be, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do uh, Morris Malpass now. Inverness. Yeah. I, I think I said that I mean, as soon as he took that job, whatever position was. Would, Mo- would Morris Malpass be a good appointment given he wasn't very good at Motherwell? No, I know. And that was Marlowe. 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, and, uh, one name, I, I don't know if this is a, a rumour or whatever, but I did see the suggestion that Paul Hartley might want that job. They apparently interviewed for it a few years ago. I Could be a decent, decent, decent option for him. Might be. I was going to say, I wonder if they'll ask Yogi back. Um, but I don't think his high anymore after getting Wraith Rovers relegated. Although, in fairness to Hughes, that was a Gary Locke team rather than a John Hughes team. But yeah, still had enough time to keep them up. It was a high enough um, he was on. Yeah. But, um, no. I, I wonder how much of the playing budget's going to be taken off next season for paying co- compensation to Foran. Because... He's a three, year, three years he's gone left. Yeah. But there might, have been, there might have been maybe a clause that said that if they get relegated, maybe they don't have to pay the rest of the contract. You never know. Yeah. But I read somewhere that they budgeted for the top six. They were the sixth highest budget in the league. That surprised me when I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it surprised me as well. I mean, I saw St. Johnson were like the third lowest and they finished a comfortable fifth again. Yeah, or sorry, right. a comfortable fourth. Thistle were doing the bottom of that list as well, that's when they obviously finished Same sixth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But money doesn't always mean success. Well, Celtic's case it's different, but um, but no. Inverness has spent money to try and get a top six and they finished bottom. And that's all down to four on. Do Paul Lambert may want to come up here? Nah, I doubt it. I think he would still but apparently he's to get a job down to Tonight, so. Yes, I thought it was interesting. Uh, he'll think he's too big for that. Yeah, I think so. Probably. I think he'll get another job in England somewhere. Right. Surprise me. He's, he's been up here before, anyway. Managed to have I don't like that, I've been especially well. Uh, and then other news today Scotland's squad has been shed of a few players. It's been so Stephen Fletcher. Stephen Fletcher's out. Jamie Murphy. Sean McGinn. Kenny McLean. And Jack Hammond. Who in the right mind goes, I've got two Aberdeen players, which one will I drop? Let's drop McLean <laughs> and leave Reynolds. It's like, I suppose it's because we're short at centre-backs. See, to be honest, I mean, as much as I'd love to see more Aberdeen players in the Scotland squad, I'm not that bothered McLean's out because I'm thinking European qualifiers start in six weeks' time for us. So he needs... And for the first time in three years, we've got a four-week break. I get me to hope McLean's still at Aberdeen. Because um, you know that year left in his contract. Yeah, we need to tie that down quickly. Uh, rumour has it, rumour is that he rejected an extension a while back, but we'll see what happens. He's a really important player to to keep. Because um, I feel there's a lot more to come from him. So a surprise, McGinn's been cut. That's um, a, that was probably a surprise for me as well. Uh, but aye, that probably covers the the events for the week. I think we are breaking next week. And then we'll be back for the post-Scotland-England match chat. Aye, we'll be, we'll be right into our summer holidays at that point. Be, Aye. We'll be uniform of shorts and flip-flops for the, the podcast. That day. I've got my shorts on just now. Aye, I've got my shorts on. I'm freezing. Ma- Let's go. And my shorts on, <laughs> shorts on Aberdeen slippers. Aberdeen slippers, quality. I, I don't have any. I've just got plain old man slippers. slippers. 
Have you not got any Aberdeen slippers, Kate? I've, I've not got any football uh, things like that. See, I've got my okay, Kendall Winners t-shirt. Christmas. Although my, my wife's got a, a Celtic uh, house coat and I, I have to make a admission that I have worn it once oh. or twice. Oh. <laughs> it's pink as well. Pink and fluffy. Oh, dear. <laughs> A Celtic <laughs> badge on, but yes, but uh, that's another one that you can't tell those around me. Ibrox. Well, you've just yeah. told you've just told all the thousands of listeners. Yes, so <laughs> unlikely to grow. Aye, you'll, you'll be at Ibrox that season, and you know you get the wee the wee messages at halftime, happy birthday, such and such. But like, here's yep. Craig at a Celtic uh, housecoat. Yeah, yep. <laughs> who calls that housecoat as well? Come on, oh, who just call it that? Don't, don't start that, don't Is it a housecoat or a dressing gown? <laughs> I don't, I don't wait for these types of things. Oh, I'm not posh. A dressing gown, ooh. No, no. Housecoat. That's a housecoat. It's, it's, it's a coat for in the house. Wearing your dressing gown on your settee. Oh. <laughs> it's a housecoat on your couch. Tears, <laughs> uh, <dear> God. <laughs> Do you wear it when you're doing the when you're watching Beach Grove Gardening? Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a good episode. I found right. it interesting. Seven hundred tons of topsoil. <laughs> I looked it up. It's fifty-five pound for a ton. That's quite well, a lot of money. I tell you something to get you. Probably it's all into gardening. If you follow uh, Kelly Brook on Instagram, she loves a bit of gardening. So, right. Okay. Does she do it her house coat? Um, no comments. No comments about trimming bushes, right? I lady gardens. Hi. Uh, so I. <laughs> yeah, following Kelly Brook and Instagram for garden tips. I don't think many men will be thinking that when they think about Kelly Brook and Instagram. No, she, she, she certainly changed what she posts anyway. Uh, yeah. But I. Oh, hi, she has. Oh, hi, she, she does look like that. Aye. She's not as, quite right. She's not as young as she used to be. She's got to think of these things, isn't she? Oh, that that flower is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, it's been a long season. The <laughs> the league season's over anyway, but I will be back for the international chat. So cheers for coming on, guys. Hey, thanks for having me. Guys. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. 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 I love when the podcast takes a turn like that. I know. <laughs> right, there's quite a few titles there. Caleb Brooks Lady Garden. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, what about Kelly Brook on Gardening Leaf? <laughs> Craig Celtic Housecoat. <laughs> No, because if we do that, then what about Kelly Brook and Celtic Housecoat? Oh. <laughs> Hi. Going to Beach Club Garden. Oh. Oh, that's hilarious. That's the hardest I've laughed at a podcast yet, I think. I know. There's always that temptation just to keep going. See where the path goes. It's the end of the season, why not? So when you bring your games in at the end of the school year. Yeah. This podcast just goes off the rails, starts getting all smarty. <laughs> <laughs>
I, it, it's always the last five minutes, like the last last day, as you say. That's when they go crazy. Aye. Aye, that was good. 